This episode of the Out of Bounds Podcast is brought to you by Fisher Skis. Hello, this is the Out of Bounds Podcast, and my name is Adam Jabber. Um, I hope everybody's doing well. Hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode um, with Ian Boswell. I really enjoyed having Ian on the show, so thank you again uh, to Ian, and I hope you guys enjoyed that. Week before, we had Shane McFalls on for another great episode, um, and we are rolling this week with Claire Chapman and Sarah McMath. Um, These ladies are out the rippers, um, and I kind of wanted to just talk to them about what they've been up to, um, skiing, why they call Utah home and Salt Lake specifically, uh, why Alta is their home ski resort and, uh, and much more iconers. We talk about that and, uh, all kinds of stuff. So I hope you guys really enjoy the episode. I enjoyed talking to them so much. Um, and, uh, I'll include all their info in the show notes. Um, be sure to listen to the pursuit on Wednesdays. Um, Adam X is doing Adam sour wine, in case you were wondering, um, there is, in fact, two different Adams, uh, and the Adam on Wednesday um, has worse hair, um, but has become a great interviewer, and uh, and I really hope that you guys give his show a chance as well. Um, we've got some new stuff coming down the line soon. Um, just keeps getting pushed back a little bit, but that's okay. Um, this week, Adam has on Adam Kingman um, from NBC's Making It. Uh, it's, yeah, I'm excited for everybody to listen to that one. Adam's been killing it. He's been super consistent. He's a great interviewer, um, different style than mine. And, uh, if you hate me, you'll love Adam. If you love me, maybe you'll also love Adam. So, um, we'll be in Portland, Oregon all next week. So if you, uh, if you live in that area, you want to hang out, you want to ride bikes, we'll be out riding bikes and doing interviews. So hit us up. Um, all right, enough gibber gabber, jibber jabber, whatever it's called. Um, we have one sponsor for today, and that is my friends at Blizz Eyewear. Blizz Eyewear makes some excellent eyewear for cycling, um, for, I guess, roller skating. If you do that kind of thing, you need glasses for it, for seeing things. Uh, these are excellent. In fact, these are excellent glasses for seeing things. Um, you know, not like prescription eyewear, but like, I mean, you know, to protect the old eyeballs. Um, so uh, if you want to get your pair of Blizz Shades or anything else that Blizz and Enjoy Winter sells, you can get 30% off uh, on their website using promo code OUTOFBOUNDS30. Um, free shipping, 30 off, and they'll even send a little gift in the bag for you um, if you uh, place an order. I've been rocking some very cool ones um, from them, and I've been, uh, I don't know, it's been a little while working with these guys, and I can't tell you how how great they've been to me. So, um, enjoywinter.com, promo code out of bounds 30 O, the O, and the B are all capitalized. Um, so, it's capital out, capital of, capital bounds. Got it? Cool. 30% off. Go do that if you can. Without further ado, Claire, Sarah, who are you guys? Tell people who you are, what you do, a little bit about yourself. Um, Claire, if you want to start, go for it. Um, I'm Claire Chapman. I'm a skier at Alta. 
uh, but I was raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I started skiing in college and then worked for ski school here at Alta. So I've been here six or seven years now and um, have really found a good community. I'm also finishing my undergrad in family community and human development. Uh, so hopefully get into some sort of social work or something from there. Uh, yeah, Sarah. <laughs> I'm Sarah McMath. I am originally from Kentucky. Uh, I guess the funnest fact of myself. <laughs> I started skiing when I was 24. Um, so very late to the game. My aunt and uncle lived out here in Salt Lake City and I fell in love with Alta. And I like to say I had a third of a life crisis and moved out here when I was 27 and kind of made Alta my home and have been here ever since. I've been here about five years now. Um, I, yeah, I just fell in love with skiing and that was kind of what brought me out here. And then through different things, got linked up with Claire and, um, we've known each other now for about four years, which is pretty cool. Pretty lucky. Yeah. yeah pretty cool. Um, and you got like, what, what is it about Alta? Because I feel like there's snowboard skiers and there's Alta skiers. Like why Alta? Other than like, I get it. Like some mountains treat you well, like some mountains don't like what's. What's the story? Why do people feel so strongly one way or the other? And why do you guys feel so strongly one way or the other? Uh, so I have a snowbird pass too. And I probably went like six times this year, which they were very fun days. Uh, I loved them. I think for me, I mean, there's just something about the terrain at Alto where you really feel like you're on a playground and it's just so playful. I feel very comfortable here. Um, and also I love to ski with people and at snowbird I've had, so much of a harder time trying to meet up with people. Um, so Alta is just kind of that tighter community. It's smaller, so it's easier to run into people. Um, and I really love that aspect of it. Yeah, same. Um, I found Alta, I skied at pretty much every resort out here before I moved out here. And for some reason, Alta's community was what really drew me to Alta. Like I was by myself. Um, when I moved out here and I just knew I wanted to be part of Alta because of the, just like the, I felt invited. It was like this weird, mm -hmm. like, I felt like I was supposed to be here. I felt like people already knew me when I got here. And then, yeah, reiterating with Claire, it's like, it does give you this small town feel of, even if I'm skiing by myself, I'm going to see someone in the ski line mm -hmm. and I'm definitely going to be able to ski with them. And I think that's the biggest difference between other resorts but like brighton's really I, i'm a big fan of brighton i love tree skiing so mm. definitely over in brighton but brighton gives you that same like community small town mm -hmm. feel and i like that maybe it's my kentuckiness inside of me i'm not <laughs> I don't yeah think so. I, mean, I think sarah could go anywhere and feel that community because she's yeah, the center but also it, so. it's just yeah people are just cool they're chill they're they're on the right vibe and it's like yes i think the community is different than the people that Alta attracts, if you will, like the uh, people that actually come and ski tourists, but the community itself is just like this homegrown. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. Can I ask about the, the tourist thing? Because like, that was a big issue, especially like on snow days where like people are getting like the past looked terrible. Like it looked absolutely awful getting up Low Cotton Canyon, like looked like, Shit, all season basically. So what? <laughs> Weekends were <laughs> miserable. Yeah, uh, that's what I mean. So what was that like? Do you guys like? I mean, the visitation is a huge part of Salt Lake City. It's like I'm not a local there, but like I go there and I don't want to be like tourist. I guess it's like it's a different kind of vibe yeah. when people are coming for work or for a reason to see their friend or 
for vacation. Like, what do you guys think about all of it? Because you guys are in the middle of it, it seems like. What's yeah. what's the story? My career. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I'll, Claire goes I'll first. start. I'll start. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a very tricky issue, even within my own head, because I was 18 when I came to Alta. I was new to Utah. I mean, I was that Jerry on the hill. I like, I didn't realize that if you sat on the back of your skis, it'd make you go faster. So when I didn't know how to like turn or stop, I sat on the back like rocking and I was like right under the sunny side. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So like I was that person that people were making fun of. And so like, I love seeing people come to Alta and really enjoy the magic of it because it's such an amazing place. Um, And so the tricky side for me is that we don't, have great infrastructure in our canyon to support the volume that we're getting. Um, and I love having tourists here. I think it's great for them to want to come to Alta. And so many of them, it's been a family tradition. Um, but also I would love to see more of our local community learning to ski and learning about the mountains that really are in their backyard. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, I guess a little different because I worked in the canyon. I've worked in the canyon and this year. I lived down canyon and I had to wake up two hours early to be at work when I didn't get paid. I also didn't come up on weekends. Like <laughs> yeah. I didn't ski most happy. I didn't see Claire on Saturdays and Sundays um, okay. because the this weekend or the weekends this year were just insane. I mean, the clog in the canyon was outrageous. And like, it's not so much, it's like frustrating because you're like, these people are like literally in their vehicles by themselves and going to a place and like they don't know where they're going and you're sitting in line behind them trying to get to work and i think yeah. on that side of it i was just like oh my gosh or like, like how i'm to not drive in the snow yeah or like canyon. exactly like you are new you yeah. might not have ever driven in the snow like you might have you might be from louisiana and you have like never seen snow in your life and then you have your two-hour car and you're like i can get here because my google Maps says and the, like rental places here. like don't have snow tires but they'll tell people they're like all season tires so you're good to go for yeah. the canyon and then yeah to- yeah where do you even place the blame on that because like all season right? you see like people mm-hmm. just like roasting people for bringing two yeah. and it's like it is a safety hazard and it's like a thing right. that people should not be doing but like and yes, I'm sure 50% of them are absolute morons and like they deserve to be right? But like there's some that are just like, I don't really know what to do. Nobody ever taught me how to drive in the snow. Like the first time I got stuck in a snowbank was like when I was like before I had my license, you know? So right. it's yeah. like it really right. like, So it's a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. And like just yeah, it's like if you exactly if you don't have the experience, how are you supposed to even right. be good at like this said thing? And then I think it's just like public transportation like is this weird, I don't even know, like in Utah, it's like people want it and like they use it in this city. But then when it comes to like the canyons, people are like, oh, yeah, no, like we can't bus. Like I bus, I bus a lot. I am like a true avid busser of the canyon. (laughs) I drive a Ford Focus and I like, I can put my headphones in and like not care about driving. And like, I feel like the bus is going to get me from point A to point B. Now, I mean, sometimes they don't, but <laughs> the time they do. Um, so it's like, and I grew up like my childhood, I rode the bus with my grandma. Like the bus to me is just something that you, to me, as you use it because you need to get somewhere without driving a car. And that's like another mentality that like people don't have. Like I, I feel like friends, think- even our friends, like, my age group, like, it's like, there are not a lot of riderships on Mm -hmm. the buses. Yeah. I I think there's such a move towards convenience. Like that's our number one priority in life sometimes. And 
I mean, I'm speaking for myself because I don't ride the bus very often (laughs) because I don't like stopping at every snowbird stop to get to Alta. And then like parking and having to carry my skis and wear my boots on the bus because I have really bad bone spurs and I don't want to wear my boots (laughs) the whole time. And so like, I'm definitely a part of that, but I feel like, yeah, we are looking for what's most convenient and at the same time, creating the most inconvenient situation possible. Yeah. And it's tough if you live there too. Yeah, for real. But like, it's (laughs) it's really hard because you live there, right? So you think like, there is that like localism where you're like, I deserve to get here. And like, I know where I need to go. Right. Like, like like you said, I need to get like point A to point B. These people don't even know where they're going. I know where I'm going. It's like when you need to go to the grocery store quick and you're like, okay, I just need pasta and pasta sauce. You get those two things and you run out. But if somebody's like looking around at sauces, you're like, get out of my way, dude. Like there's no choices. Just let me get in here and get out. Right. So I guess it's the same kind of mentality when it comes to skiing, especially in places that are like on an icon pass on an Epic pass. Like that's such a big deal because now you have all these people that are flooding into these areas that just want to go skiing. But, everybody else is like somewhat and sometimes rightfully so intolerant of like these new people that just want to go and see a new place right yeah it's yeah it's tough I don't know yeah I mean I agree it's like I went to I went to Tahoe this winter and had like a freaking blast but like I was like oh my gosh it's like a reality check like you're Uh like wait I'm that person like where do I go where do I park my car like I want to be like a local but I have no idea how to be and it's like you don't want to be part of the problem but and you want people to like understand where you're coming from, but it's hard. It's hard. I don't know. It's yeah. weird. It is weird. It is. And I think since I've, since I was a kid, I've been embarrassed of being a tourist. And I don't know why, but I remember like Same. I would travel with my family and I was like, I don't want to like have my camera out or like wear clothes that'll make me look <laughs> like a tourist. I don't know. Yeah. That's been such a self-conscious thing. And that is just so dumb because it means that you're excited and you're like curious and you're learning something new and yeah, that's so I'm trying not to be when that I way. first came out to Utah and like the pictures now. Like yeah. they're definitely like this before and after. Like I'm skiing in the Kentucky sweatshirt and like my hair's like down and I'm like, woo, let's get it. And it's just <laughs> I love a fashion coat and like yes. infinity scarf. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like infinity scarf was like around my neck. Yeah. When you I was just skiing. don't know, but that seat like uh, evolution. Uh, it's really tough because like learning because i had the same experiences right like you go you go to a place for the first time you don't realize you're doing like the uncool thing like and then yep. you do it a few times and you kind of learn that like all right this is why this exists this is why people don't do it. you learn a little bit of it, right some of it's trivial and not really right. it doesn't need to be there at all <laughs> but a lot of it there's a reason for it and i guess learning that is is part of it and i feel like sometimes we're like so you know don't say that don't do that that like people might not actually learn like they might not actually get any they might not progress past being a tourist right like i go to salt lake no i don't feel like a tourist anymore i feel like i'm just going to hang out right it's a different experience and i feel like that's where a lot of people end up wanting to get to so they can just like show up at a place not feel uncomfortable (laughs) they just want to like you know like you said not be a tourist yeah well and alta's kind of on the extreme side of that because alta's definitely known for heckling totally so there is like con- yeah. which i feel very at home when i'm like skiing and i hear people yelling at me from the lift <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah yeah but if i was one. a tourist i, I would like, not feel good about that <laughs> even if they're like trying to teach me something I don't... Yeah. yeah yeah or if they're like i mean sometimes like people yell on the chairlift all the like here we have Corinthia, oh, yeah. like at corinthia like the chairlift goes like right through the like intermediate size jump so it's just like always people eating shit like every right. single, every <laughs> second and the chair's right there right so that's 
it's fun to heckle. Like the good guy gets heckled. The guy who's it's like it's the first day gets exactly. heckled. It's yeah, like that's all fair game, everyone. right? That's the idea. Everyone's yeah. fair game. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like at a place like Alta, it's got to be the same situation where everyone is fair game. It's it's really hard to find that line where you're like, okay, I want people to get better. I want people to progress. I don't want them to feel uncomfortable. But it's like this is the culture here. Is like we we push people to get better, right? Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, and I mean, in Alta, people have been, I mean, I think Alta specifically, people have been skiing here their whole lives. Like, it's yeah. just like, there is like, there's a fine line of like locals and then like not locals. And like, they're literally like. What is that? Like, how do you become a local? Like, do you guys consider yourself locals yet? I don't like <laughs> See, local. I, I, think, I, like, I, I feel like that's such a, local. I don't know. It's like one of those like buzzwords. I don't know. Like, it's it like, is it's taboo almost like you've created like yeah it's like you want to you want to claim this like I love Alta like I I love Alta yeah. I love the community I know so many people here like if you would ask somebody off the street they'd be like yeah Sarah's local like if you ask me I'm like I don't want to yeah. I don't like I I'm a transplant I you know I mean I have ex- like and now I'm I feel like more of a local but I don't know like I like we need a new word yeah it's <laughs> weird to identify as a transplant too like that's like right. a very bizarre if somebody said that to me I'd be like what so like what do you <laughs> I, know. I don't know that anybody I don't think I've ever asked someone like where are you from and they'll like tell me where they're from originally but they won't be like yes I am a I'm an alpha transplant like I live here now like, <laughs> that's like, the new word <laughs> I'm an alpha transplant maybe I don't know <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, do you? You've been here longer than me. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I think Your you're probably more local here, though. than me. Yeah, like I definitely had like my dad and my mom loved Alta, um, but I don't think that that in any way affects if I'm a local because I feel like I've had most of my <clears throat> own experiences here, and I guess like yeah, like I guess I consider myself a local, and I guess the difference is that doesn't put me above anybody else like it doesn't give me yeah. any more right that's to fair. have access i don't think it should and that's that's i guess yeah. like an imp- it is right. an important thing to point out like i think you guys are local because when you ask like where's home <laughs> home is alta right like that's yeah. that's yeah. where home is or wherever or like, the city is that you live in you're telling someone <laughs> random you know but yeah. it's uh yeah it's it's a very interesting thing so it's how weird how has things changed for you guys like over the past few years like there's more skier visits like places are getting busier and i mean Claire, how long do you say you've been here or in Alta? Six years, five six or six years. years. So that's long enough to see like the difference from when like Icon was there and when Icon wasn't there. So what yeah. what's the difference for you, for both you guys mm-hmm. now versus then? Like, how do you guys feel about it? Has and things changed? You were a yeah. team before Icon. And I was in school. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I mean, it's changed a lot. And I'd say like I've seen a lot of things that I'm really excited for mm-hmm. and definitely some things that I'm not very happy about. And I guess Icon would be one of those. Um, and I think a big part of that is that just really changes the experience between getting, so like in ski school, I worked with kids. So we're getting all these kids coming up and they're so excited to ski. They've looked at the mountains, but they've never been here before. Their friends have skied. Um, and then they come to Alta and it's just this incredible experience and it connects them to the outdoors. It makes them proud of themselves. And I think that really did change when Icon came along because it changed the experience on the mountain with how many people are there. So now these kids are on sunny side and it's just more crowded. The line's longer, so they get fewer laps, you know, anything like that. Um, yeah, and I think especially with COVID, there wasn't enough catering to our locals. So mm-hmm. it was very much catering to Icon and tourists, and that was hard to witness. Um, so? but 
it's like we're watching Alta straddle this line of like, do we still support our season pass holders and our locals? Like people have been skiing here for like 30 to 40 years, but then you introduce this brand new thing icon, which like I understand how like, like the ski industry has to go towards this, like make it more affordable or whatever. But like, how do you back, like Alta's trying to find this balance of like, we want to support iconers, but we still appreciate our locals like so much. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I feel like now we're at this point of like, what do we do? And like, that's kind of yeah. what I've. And like kind of a specific example with COVID was um, they cut one of the ski school programs, the junior explorers. So it's like the six to eight year olds that meet once a week for a few months. Um, and they cut that for skier capacity reasons, which to mm. me sounds like we want these tourists right. to have a chance to come up and our locals won't, yeah. um, which, you know, it's definitely more intricate than that, but, but yeah. Um, but on the good thing. side, like there's been a big change in women at Alta. Like, yes. I would agree. Shift. Yeah. I would okay. agree. Like the, like with the icon pass with like mountain collective, those passes have made it more attainable for like, for women to be invited into the sport and to ski up here and get like, it's affordable. Like, if I didn't work at Alta, like an icon mm-hmm. pass is super affordable, especially in Salt Lake City. Like you get to hit like seven resorts yeah. and like one of them's unlimited. Like I understand, like as a mm-hmm. poor you know, ski bum, poor <laughs> ski bum, I get it, yes. you know? And, but I think it's like the, I think, so I'm, I've been a mountain host on the mountain for five years. So I like, feel like I definitely have seen like this influx of beginners and people who like don't know how to ski. And I think, with the biggest thing that I've seen with the icon and mountain collective and whatever is the ski etiquette. Like people just don't know mm-hmm. the ski etiquette. Like they just don't, they don't know. Like, it's like when you're hiking, like, you don't know, if like, yeah. like which way's up, which way's down, like kind of thing. It's like skiing skiers don't know that you're going too fast or that you should slow down yeah. like in certain or areas. not to like, yeah. Not to stop right over a hill where someone can't exactly see like in a blind spot. And it's yeah. like, Stuff like that, I think, is, like, the biggest thing that affects the mountain. It's, and, like, and that's why people are, like, boo, icon. Because, like, you know that they're icon because they're standing in a blind yeah. spot and you've almost smacked yeah. them with <laughs> your is, It does become obvious on the hill. And I think, I mean, we as a mountain have the responsibility to be educating. Right. If we're going to invite you to come and recreate with us, we should be educating you on what's the safe way to do it. Yeah, yeah I agree. It, uh, it's really hard though. Like, how do you do that? There's already so many hoops to jump through to go skiing anyway, right? Like, yep. you have to remember to bring all your shit, right? There's no other sport where you're like, this is how many items I need to have a single day on the hill, right? Like, just think about like gloves, pants, skis, goggles, oh, yeah. boots, bindings. Like, there's so many things that we just like, you know, we just put it all together and we fucking go for it. You know, like we're we're moving on. Yeah, you know, we're going skiing. Like how many times I've let Claire use my gloves? Like totally. Like, oh yeah. yeah. I like, bought like five season. pairs of socks this year because I forgot my socks yeah. all the time. I mean, yeah. so many times I've been on the lift before, like, and I found a glove at the top of the chairlift, and I forgot my glove that day. So like, I like put that one on and skied the rest of the day with that glove that I just randomly <laughs> yeah. found. You know, like that's like that's I still forget shit all the time. So for a new person, how how do you? where do you even go to find this information? That's what I really think we need more of is like places yeah. to go and be like, here's basic ski etiquette. Right. Because when you go to yeah. a country club for the first time, right. And I hate that analogy, like the golf is skiing thing, but it is in a lot of ways. Right. So yeah. country clubs, like you at least get ed- like educated, like real quick. Like you need to be like wearing a certain type like there's a dress yeah. code to a certain extent. Right. There's yeah. certain things you can and can't do. These are reasons we'll remove you. 
and they do right. it like and there's never any questions right like they they kick people out of golf clubs all the time like way yeah. more than they do yeah. at ski resorts and people do way yeah. dumber shit on the hill that is not safe <laughs> and endangering so many people yeah, dangerous. That's the totally. yeah, it's not like, even just I... like dumb right it's not even just like you know wearing your goggles upside down if you want to do that and it works for you whatever i don't really care like it's dumb but like you it's not affecting sure. me in if any way. Right? Your boot, I don't care. Totally. Like, but if I run you over by accident because you're underneath something and you're just like standing right. there and I now have to like deal with your injury and my injury, I'm going to be really upset about it. And um, then I won't be yeah. so like, oh, everybody should be well. I'll be really mad in the moment. Like, <laughs> yes. I, I can tell yeah. you that right now. Yeah. And that's, I think, like, I mean, the biggest thing at Alta, like you just hear these locals complaining about these idiots that are usually iconers right because yeah. it's just like mm -hmm. that's like i think that's the biggest gap like it's but you're right like how do you how do we educate people or like how do we like get them to want to educate themselves yeah. in the set yeah. well know? and you just you have to start somewhere like yes it's our responsibility to be putting out this education and assisting people in getting outside and skiing doesn't mean that like it's our responsibility if they're not learning it that we have to like talk to every single person about it. <laughs> no, no, no. But you know, like we have like a QR code for summer. So like if they scan our QR code, it takes them to outs.com. So, you know, doing something like that where we have blog posts and videos kind of talking about ski etiquette, how to stay safe on the hill, what to do with your kids when you're up here. Yeah. You know, I have to do this. They did these cute little the 101 little videos, 101. and they actually that's like, great. Like that's I think yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And they made them goofy, yeah. so it's engaging. Yeah. And, you know, it's or a like fun, what is a fall exciting. line? Yeah. Like why totally. can't I ski at there? You know, or, like yeah. what is a traverse? What do you mean I shouldn't stop in this five lane highway? I just remember, like <laughs> the old park videos they used to make you watch, like before you got a park pass, like where they'd be like, "Don't yeah, this like, how you slide the rail." And it's like some guy just yeah. like. Just like sliding on the side of, of a box, like kind of like sliding <laughs> off it and like making it clean. And he does the two thumbs up and he like he's like, Yeah, we did it. And he's like wearing his helmet super tight yeah. and like he's got like pads <laughs> on and shit. You know, like and he checks in at the front gate and like waves to the attendant, right. like that thing. Like, and nobody watched that, right? Like, I mean I remember it, which is funny, but like it was like you put all your I remember like we have we used to have to do it at our local hill every single year in order to get a park pass and like we would just bring our gear in there and just be getting geared up while we're watching the video that's required. And like, yeah. that was it. Yeah. Like nobody actually watches yeah. it. Right. So I think you're reading engaging shit. Cause if they were like, don't stand under a hill in that video, chances of me getting it are, are zero. Right. right. So right. there's gotta be more engaging stuff for people, especially new skiers that can look for this information if they want it. Because like, we're here saying like, Oh, here's things you shouldn't do. But like, if somebody wanted to, how would they know that? You know, how would they go and find this information in an easily accessible place for everybody, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, because we were all beginners once. I mean, we were totally. all beaters once. Like, I always tell, me and my sister always joke about that. It's like, we're like beaters for life. Totally. Because totally. I'll always be a beater. Like, there's I still, like, like, my falls yeah. are the dumbest falls. Like, I just yeah. look like an idiot a lot. Absolutely. And you catch yeah. me on the right day. I look like the shittiest skier of all time. You yeah, know, like exactly. I look like the worst. You know, like some days I'm like, oh, I can get down the hill. Okay. I'm fine. You know, some days I'm like, yeah. I literally can't believe that I spend this much money on yeah. skiing and I'm this <laughs> fucking bad. Like if I did this to anything else, like you would, <laughs> it would be like such a waste of money. Like you would get caught yeah. up. It'd be like gambling, you know? They'd be like, stop <laughs> doing this. You're wasting money every day. You have a problem, it's you know? Like it's really so. That's so cute. It's no, you're right. I agree with you. It's uh, oh it, man, it's ridiculous. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. so I just I don't know. We're I don't over know here looking for solutions that don't also exist. Just, right. Yeah, and also <laughs> Maybe, just like the locals have to adjust and be patient. Right. Like I, it just goes both ways, and I think that yeah. 
locals now, you know, it, and I guess me speaking of locals right now, I'm speaking of like the 40 plusers, you know, that mm-hmm. I think aren't exactly loving, like, are not maybe open to the more traditional. Adaptation. Outside, yeah. It's yeah. like they, they were, they've been skiing here for 20 years and it's been a certain way and now it's not. But I mean, obviously I think with our generation, as like millennial, Gen X, all that jazz, it's like, we kind of have, like, you have to adapt to something because something in our lives in my 30 years of life has changed and I've had to act differently about it. And it's just mm-hmm. like, maybe that's like the biggest gap is like, we are, we are more apt to change where maybe the older generation isn't. And so it's like, do we have to wait it out? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, or do yeah. we make more of a, I don't know, like make them, how do you shake them and be like, come on. Yeah. Like, let's get on this train together. And that's yeah. such a big world issue. Oh, my God. That's such just a big issue. Right. So, yeah. It's like, okay, maybe I'm generalizing. It's a very big issue. Like, everybody has this for sure. Like, older people definitely right. are less receptive to new information. Like, that's, oh, yeah. that's a thing. Blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> on a more specific scale, it seems like over the past year to two years, like, there's a very big push to get more women on skis, which is amazing. And I think you guys have done a really good job with, I mean, Salt Lake Sisterhood is there. You've got Womb Tang that's out there. There's Slut Strand Society is out. There's like groups for girls that want to rip, whether it's ski, board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What can you guys, like, can you guys speak on that a little bit? Like what's, what's going on and why the push over the last, I don't know, it feels like it's the last year or two years. I'm sure it's been a long time coming, but it feels like it's really starting like you're starting to see groups in different areas, like where it's like, yeah. people are like, we need to create community in order for this to grow. So what's, right. what's the story? And I'm not asking for like the, you guys are the only two girls I know in the entire world. Like what is with women skiing? Tell me, like, I'm not asking it like that. I'm just saying like, like from your guys' perspective, what's up? Um, I, I guess I could, I'll kind of start. Yeah. Okay. Um, so when I came to Alta my first year, I worked for the Alta ski shop. There were like four girls and like 18 boys. And the girls were like the only, like only girls could work retail. And then the boys were in the rental. Like it was very much like this, like boys <laughs> here, girls here. And I was like, ew, what the heck? I just like, I came from like, I guess like I grew up and I always had girlfriends and I had guy friends and I just never really witnessed this like segregation, if you will, came out here. There was people told me also it's like 11 to one out here, like 11 boys to one girl. And I was like, ew, like that's like, like that isn't what I wanted. And so I think my first year I just kind of set out to find girlfriends and I did. And then through that, I met our PR director, Andrea, who is a wonderful human. And she was tasked with, social media, like two days a week when marketing was just kicking off with Alta. And she asked me to help. And I was like, dude, like, why don't we do a lady shred? Like there, like the lack of lady presence on social media was disgusting to me. And I was like, there are chicks that rip up here and nobody even knows who they are. And so that's kind of like my, what kind of started Alta lady shred. And that's how I met Claire. Um, Cause Andrea was like, this girl's like super, like she was just, did Claire's horn like she's a rad skier she's only been skiing for a couple years she wants to give it get involved with like more of the women's community which there isn't one and so then we kind of just made it happen it was just kind of like we just started with friends social media got bigger like people started coming from out of town like meeting up at Alta like they're like oh you're doing an Alta Lady Shred at two o'clock this is sick Mm -hmm. so meeting all these people 
like all these women that we didn't even know were following us. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what sparked the sisterhood was, yeah, and Claire yeah. can talk about that. About um, yeah, so I guess I'll back up a little in that story to Andrea. Um, <coughs> Andrea was friends with one of my roommates, so she was over for dinner and um, she had skied with me and just was really saying, you know, we need more women skiers at Alta. We need to be showing this. Um, would you be interested in kind of helping me out and being on the team? And so really I've become a successful skier, not just with Andrea, but because people believed in me. And I got really lucky with that, you know, like I was in ski school and all of the boys and the girls were very um, good at challenging me and telling me when I was improving. Um, so I've been lucky to have that. And a lot of women come up to Alta and they don't have that support system and they don't have people showing that they believe in them. Um, yeah, so, a lot of girls were skiing with a lot of boy groups. Like yeah. you see like one and yeah. two girls with like eight girl. boys. And I was like, mm-hmm. I want to ski with that girl. Like, And they're always so excited yeah. when they're skiing yeah. with girls. Exactly. Um, and encouragement was a big yeah. thing with women. It's like, you know, we have really good boyfriends that are encouraging, but like the support that women just give each other is on another level. Like mm-hmm. it's just like the camaraderie that we share is just, I guess I have like biological, less, if yeah, you will. Like but. I have less fear when I'm skiing yeah. with women and yeah. trying things um, than if I'm just skiing with a bunch of guys. And I've historically been very competitive, internally competitive with women. And so growing up, I mean, I was on a gymnastics team. So like I had those girlfriends, but I really hung out with a lot of guys and girls made me very uncomfortable and very insecure. And that happened through my beginnings at Alta and um, being in Lady Shred was a made a big difference to me. And that like was the first time I was kind of going out with women and not just comparing myself and yeah. trying to like, best, yeah. you know, um, more just going out and having fun and meeting new people. For sure. Um, and that was such a good way for me to learn how to kind of manage that insecurity and turn it into like support and yeah. encouragement. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's what I had the biggest thing I learned. I mean, I was always like the funny girl. I don't know. I like was I was in the girl group, but I was always the funny girl and just felt I always felt a little less than all the other women. But like coming out here and and knowing that there's like girls like that, we just had to meet them. Yeah. And I think like tapping into that encouragement and that support and support goes so much further than like than anything. Yeah, really. So. And yeah. that being and then, like yeah. internally competitive thing too, like has to be an issue that a lot of women have that don't necessarily talk about it. Right. Like, because I didn't even think about that part. Right. I didn't even think about the, like being the one girl in the group and being like, Oh, maybe I have to be better than the girl in the other group. Like if you see another girl out there, right. Instead of being like, Oh, sick. Like I want to be your friend. It yeah. then turns yeah. it into something where maybe you're not doing that as much. Yeah. So I think, I think and, that's really interesting too. Yeah. And it is very internal, but I also think it's very supported by society. So like, mm. while I had that going oh, on yeah. inside my head, that's what society was pressuring me to do. So like my first photo shoot, I've talked about this on Instagram before, but um, my first photo shoot at Alta, I went out with Iz and I was terrified. I was so nervous. So I was going to ask one of my ski school girlfriends to go with me. And someone told me if I brought my friend, she would outshine me and then it wouldn't be worth me going. Yeah. And yeah. I hate so I went that's by myself ridiculous. and I was so nervous. Great, yeah. And that great. is just insane. And it's like, that's what I said in my Instagram is I shine so much brighter when I'm out with other women right. and when I'm empowering them and not just trying to improve myself. Mm. And I love skiing with girls that are better than us. Like we like, I love that. It's like, yeah. well, I'm, Why wouldn't if you? a girl 
being better than me, then obviously I'm going to try to love finding that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like little cottonwood is like the coolest place to find that. We wanted to tap into that. Yeah. And you like see groups of women skiing together. And I mean, I haven't skied a lot outside of uh, the Salt Lake area, but I haven't seen large groups of women like this skiing together. I came back from Tahoe and that's what I told Claire. I was like, Claire, I didn't see like any women's group. And maybe that's what we've (laughs) It's like in the past, like two to three years, it's like you do see like these girl gangs skiing around in Salt Lake, like anywhere. Gnarly. And they're freaking sick. And like with Lady Shred, like, now that it's kind of like taken off and like slut strand society kind of made us that platform this year. Like we had guys like DMing us being like, how do we ski with the ladies? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it was like, it was almost this point of like, the guys were like, you guys have such you a better atmosphere. Fun. And like, we want to ski mm. with you. You're like, yeah, you can ski with us. You just can't talk. No. <laughs> just stay in the corner and you can't speak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like act like the true lady. DC, not her. That's like the lady. No. And it was, we had a lot of guy support this year. It, mm-hmm. Like we had a couple of our like now really good friends that ended up skiing with us and supporting us. And with that too, it's like, you know, guys do see things different than girls. That's science. And like, I don't know, like they encourage and you know, give you tips in a different way, but also they're very receptive to us and they're like the energy that you guys bring is just so cool. And I think that's really neat that like that the guys are acknowledging like, wow, this is like a thing and we need to support this. And mm-hmm. um yeah, like I just you don't see that. We have really else. good guys at Alta. For yeah. Sure. Not so. even just like a girl guy thing too though, but like you guys are very clear, like, okay, we're we're here to shred, like we're here to support each other and we're here to have like a good time, right? Yeah. Like when I go out and I ride with guys a lot of times it's like I don't know whether like people are trying to show each other up. I don't know if this is this kind of hangout. I don't know if everybody's like a dick, like where it's like, fuck you, buddy. But like, you really mean right. like, ah, I'm your friend. Ha ha. Yeah. Like, or you're like, really fuck you. But you know, like it's, <laughs> it's so different. Yeah. And I think the clarity ahead of time where you're like, this is the goal probably right. makes it really easy for people to feel welcomed in that space too. Yeah. Sure. yeah. And I don't think guys, I don't think that's what they want is constant competition. You know, no, sometimes I just want to go chill. Like if I want to go with my friends, I know exactly what we're doing. Like I'm not, I'm fine. I'm comfortable. Right. Like if you had that yeah. all the time with every group you went with, there'd be so much less anxiety involved in it that it would yeah. be such a better, t- you don't have to be like, Oh, this guy maybe wants to do this. Maybe I'll do this. And I don't know. Like I, I do that too. Like I have those conversations with myself all the time. So it would be really nice to have more where they're like, this is what we're doing today. We're not going to like, fluff each other all day but like we're definitely trying to like go out there and have a good time and push each other so that we can get better right yeah Yeah, exactly exactly. like with and I think like our biggest thing too is like we encourage like be like we're like all levels like we Mm -hmm. want beginners to come out with us and like a couple times just like split up in groups like okay if you guys want to go jump off shit like go with Claire like she's the best (laughs) if you want to cruise a couple groomies get some tree runs like holler with me you know it's just like we acknowledge that like everyone is at this different level like you don't have to like all compete and like ski high rustler Mm -hmm. every single day like it's just like that's not necessary and I think that was like our big thing too like we want to be open to beginners yeah like to kick it all back to like this like icon user all this stuff it's like we want you to come and Mm -hmm. hang out with us and the support encouragement is like our biggest thing so if you're not supportive and you're not encouraging people we don't want you yeah exactly (laughs) that's yeah yeah that's kind of it yeah, um, it's been what, pretty cool. What do you guys have? Like, what are your goals for next season? Like, and at the moment, it's just a ski thing. Like, is there any interest in doing things in the summer? Like, what's 
what's the next step for you guys? I feel like I ask this question all the time, like, and it's a regular question to ask is like, what's the next step? But I hate the question because it's like, I don't fucking know, man. Like, I don't know what I want to do. Next. But like, do you guys have an idea? Yeah. Do you guys have an idea of what you want next for this? So, yeah. Um, so as a fetus. Yeah. Okay. So I definitely have goals for skiing and goals for more community side of skiing. Um, But goals for skiing is really just skiing. I don't know. I don't come up with like specific goals. I just want to make sure that I'm still having fun and learning. So like, I definitely have tricks I want to learn um, and a few cliffs I want to hit and like a trip I want to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I don't think you started that a little last year you were like hey does anybody want to work on jumps I guess like more almost like yeah like specific like I'm trying to be bolder about like asking people to like yeah try things with me because I feel like so often people are in a rush to ski and they just want a hot lap and I want someone yeah stop and watch me and like critique me and then I can watch them and we like record each other and I think that's very fun like a slow day skiing and you like yeah I feel like you started that at the end of the season and I think that's really cool because like you got a lot I mean there are a fair amount of girls that were like yeah like wanted to jump yeah Yeah. and we'll like chill and like if you like you said like if you set the expectation it's like this is like what you're getting yourself in right yeah I think some I mean it would be cool we've talked about like doing like little baby events and just because yeah because like womb tent I mean there are like Jackson Hole Babe Forest. Like they yeah, do like these so huge cool. now. And like that's so freaking cool. And like I think we want to I know Claire eventually wants to be on that level, but yeah, I mean, it's like, just like it's very overwhelming. I feel like it's very hard just to manage my own like mental health and finish yeah. school and right. having dogs and working. Um, and then having all these ideas for the yeah. Salt Lake Sisterhood and for the Alta community and just being too overwhelmed to even think about implementing them. Um, but we do how do you deal with that like because like that's I run into that all the time where I'm like okay I have now have too many things on my plate I can't even start one of them because I'm so overwhelmed like so do you have like us do you have a way that you get things done like this is the thing I'm always most interested in because it is brutal for me like I like I told you guys before we started I sign up for a hundred things without even remembering I did them and now I'm like I'm buried in things to do me too. And I have a lot of interests. Like, oh, I, yeah, I feel like, like, you stuff. like my social calendar. That's yeah. how I feel. It's like, I want to like, I want to hang out with everyone and I want to be a part of everything, but it's like, yeah. Eh. yeah. Um, only 24 hours in a day. I think for me, okay. a lot of it has been like choosing my priorities. So mm-hmm. like now that I can see a light at the end of the tunnel for school, I'm very much prioritizing my classes. And that's like, I have to set aside <laughs> time and energy for doing my homework. Um, and I think something... <laughs> Sarah's not laughing at your goal. It's uh, she's just I'm not a little. I'm just aspirating. And I think like for the sisterhood, I've kind of just had to go easy on myself and decide that it's not something that I'm going to like turn into a really big thing right now where I'm doing a lot of events and meetups because I just don't have the energy for it. And if I do it, I want to do it well. Um, So I've just been using it on Instagram and trying to make it a positive light. Um, for people that are doom scrolling and you know stuck on Instagram, here's something like that's good. Yeah, which and is great job. Thank you. And people give you feedback like that. Yeah, I, mean, I do. I do get a lot really, of feedback. It is neat to like Claire's just using it as a positivity platform, and I think that is lacking in social media. And it's like I don't positivity know, I like in the me, sense of like being real, and you yeah. can like accept every side of yourself. Right, you're gonna fail. 
Yeah, and exactly. it's going to be That's the funny or it's going to hurt really bad and you're going to continue to get up and do it or, you, or you're not. But then it's like, let's You'll talk about something. why you're not going to. Or like, yeah. I feel like for me, I'm like more of a support role for Claire. I feel like I'm like her biggest cheerleader. And so <laughs> it's like, I feel like I can provide like the social aspect, like of like people coming and like getting people to like go and support these events. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I feel like I'm like Claire's big cheerleader, which has been <laughs> which has been a nice for me. I, I, yeah, uh, I was gonna say, I imagine that's really nice for you. Like, you wouldn't do that if that didn't also make you feel good about yeah, having and that I, someone that you can give that to, right? Yeah, like, and like that's, that's our excellent. yeah, our friendship started like that. Like Claire's doing all these. Like I don't jump off stuff. I mean, I don't know, I ski hard, but I'm not a. I got 33 year old knees. You know, I'm not. <laughs> But I'll video Claire all day long and I will be her little fall game and I'll cheerlead her till the end of time. And Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of my role. And I like that. I've accepted it and I love it. (laughs) Yeah. She's a great cheerleader. I'm very lucky. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, it's been 40-ish minutes, 45 minutes, something like that. Uh, Where can people find you guys on social? Where can people find anything you guys are doing online? Um, And anything you guys want to plug, feel free. This is, this is your time. (laughs) I don't have as big as plugs as as Claire. Um, (laughs) Find me just on Instagram at this girl named Sarah. Um, I try to promote a bunch of stuff, but really it's just my life. My family. If you're interested in Sarah's life. Yeah, if you're it's, interested in my life. Yeah, it's very funny and cool. And <laughs> you should definitely follow Sarah. One of my favorite follows. <laughs> Just, I react to almost every single one of your stories. Lame entertainment. Um, <laughs> that's me. Yeah. That's and then Sarah. come find me at Alta. I mean, I work up here full time year round. Um, I'm all, I always love when people come up to me. I like I'm the Sarah of the mountains. So yeah. I guess if you like if find anyone visits Alta. girl named Sarah on the mountain, say hello. And I would love to talk to you yeah because i love talking <laughs> and one of my favorite things uh, i love when sarah talks okay <laughs> um i'm also on instagram claire a chapman and it's c-l-a-r-e um and then also the salt lake sisterhood which is the sl sisterhood um i believe and I am going to be coming up with a couple projects with alta next year for women um so keep an eye out for those uh, I put out a blog post with Sega last year about um, my eating disorder and mental health and how skiing community kind of interact with that. So if you're interested in reading that, that's on Sega's website. It's a really good, really good blog post. Yeah, it was Thanks, really Sarah. good. It was, it, really was, it was, thank you, Adam. Very honest um, and really cool. Yeah. So if anyone wants to hike or ski or talk about mental health or anything, please reach out to me. I'm always open to all of that. Yeah. No, that's not an empty invite. You're like really willing to like. No, like I'm really yeah, here for that. People yeah. do that all the time. People are all. I hear people do it all the time, and I'm like, you're fucking yeah. lying, dude. You're lying. I know you're lying. I know. I know you don't mean it, but yeah. But you mean it. Yes, I mean it. I might have bad days. I might have to reschedule. A lot. Yeah, you're not available. I, yeah, you're not free every second of every day um, oh. to hang out. But, but I'm open to talk always. Yeah, and we're up here in the summer. Me and Claire work at the little fee booth up here. So, like, holler at your girls on yep, Thursday. Coming to the Albion Meadows. Thursday and Saturday morning. <laughs> 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 chat, show you where some good hikes are. <laughs> yeah. How to picnic responsibly. Yeah, exactly. Sick. Well, thank you, ladies. That was uh, that was great. Yeah, Adam. Thank, thank you, Adam. We appreciate your time. <laughs> Finally, got.